You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. Good Good morning, morning, everyone. Hey, hey, hey. Everybody doing today? Hey, hey, is right. (laughs) (laughs) It's great here um, at home base here, uh, as we say, high atop the Blue Ridge, frosty Dr. Pepper in hand, and uh, looking forward to uh, talking to you uh, for the next little while. So uh, it's all good. So what's going on in your neighborhood? Oh, nothing. I'm sitting on my front porch, and it's blue skies, and as soon as the radio show's over, I'm heading down to Townsend, Tennessee, right on the foothills of the Smokies, and that's where the AACA chapter of Eastern Tennessee is having their big show today. They already have like 145 cars registered, and it's a free event, of course, and I'm looking forward to going there and meeting people and finding some interesting cars to feature in future issues of Crankshaft Magazine. So that's going to be a fun day today, and we're going to hand out brochures. And, uh, yeah, just get out and about. Sounds like a good time. Um, I'm going to be, afterwards I'll be in the garage um, rebuilding a starter and uh, installing oil brushes, all that good happy stuff um, for the, on my 60 Pontiac Bonneville. Uh, I managed to uh, rebuild the right front wheel cylinder the other day. Um, sadly, I think the steel used in the replacement wheel cylinders these days is pretty lousy. Um, I it buy is. Very poor. New, yeah, I, I buy new wheel cylinders when I can. And the right one failed after only uh, just shy of a year. Um, and the wow. reason being... As you say, metal is porous, and once a little moisture gets in there, because, you know, brake fluid loves water, and it gets in there, and then it ends up in these little porous areas, and it causes it to pit. Um, Anyway, it wasn't a deep pit, but it was a long saddle right across the bottom. You're almost better. Yeah, you're almost better having the original one sleeve. They do, you know, brass sleeves inside the cylinders and even master cylinders breaks them. And uh, that lasts a lot longer. So yeah, that may on, be a good old item. Oh, yeah. No, on my old stuff, you know, on anything, you know, really um, definitely pre-war, but, you know, everything really 1955 and back, I've had sleeved. And then everything newer, you know, I've been buying new ones. But I'm going to rethink that because the quality is just not there. Unless you can buy, you know, older stock or new old stock stuff, you know, and then put new guts in it, I wouldn't, wouldn't worry about it. I'd, I'd get it sleeved, like you say. It was really disappointing. You know, you go through, you do all that work, you put new hoses, lines, everything in there, redo the whole shebang, and then bada-bing, bada-boom, brake pad pedal you know you can feel it and then you yep. go look and you got fluid running down the tires anyhow so um just a couple of things one is 
next Sunday in Hershey is going to be the first what we suppose will be an annual event more than likely and that is Car Mania at the AACA National Headquarters and the Library and Research Center there and it's going to be on the same area as the Hershey Car Show uh, at the Hershey Fall Nationals and uh, everybody that's ever been up there is familiar with that space and it's a wonderful space to hold a car show you've got shade and uh, it's built on an old or well, it's not really built but it was originally a golf course and so it drains really really well I mean, you can take several inches of rain and that that whole area back behind the headquarters is still really tough and durable and uh, you know hopefully it won't have any rain but it's going to be great they're going to have uh, food trucks they're going to have seminars given by Chris Ritter and others in the library and um, there's going to be uh, you know entertainment uh, they're going to have uh, Wayne Carini there from Chasing Classic Cars they're going to have vintage car rides to take people on it's going to be a blast um, so if you're in the area, there's people coming in from all over, you know, neighboring states. Uh, so if you're in the neighborhood next Sunday in Hershey, you don't want to miss that. Um, it's going to be a great event. Then uh, July 20, uh, that's July 24th. And then Central Fall AACA Nationals are coming to Moline August 11th through 13th. And then on top of that, you got to remember that this year, Hershey is shifting to a day earlier. It's going to be October 4th through 7th, and instead of the finale car show being on Saturday, it's going to be on Friday. So you've got to remember that. Everything is shifting one day forward this year for Hershey. Just don't forget. And then uh, pretty soon I'm going to be heading off to Kenosha. I'm going to go to the uh, Kenosha hum- Homecoming AMC Nash um, and uh, that's July 26th through the 31st in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Literally going to be hundreds and hundreds of AMC Nash products uh, down there along the uh, lakefront there. And uh, I think it's called Penoyer Park. But at any rate, great location, great time, a lot of fun. So, Rich. Good. That sounds like you got a big schedule lined up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The only show. Yeah. yeah, the only show I got coming up after today's meet is the first Saturday in August. I'll be in Dayton, Ohio at the uh, Air Force Museum, which to me is one of the greatest, you know, museums in the country. They have the big British car day, Dayton British car day. They have like 500 British cars of all types, including families and Lancasters and all kinds of weird stuff. So I'm going up. Fortinas. Fortinas. Yeah. Lotuses. You know, all kinds of fun stuff. And I'm going to have a booth there. And we're setting up. And we're going to have Crankshaft Magazine at the booth. So uh, I'm looking forward to that event. This is the first Saturday in August in Dayton, Ohio at the Air Force. Well, it's right across the street from the Air Force Museum. And uh, that is just a great museum to uh, to visit if you've never seen it before. Just so much history Out- there, which like so. Yeah, it's outstanding, outstanding. It is, place. It is. outstanding. Museum. Yeah, you know that'd be a great place to hold an AACA event. Now, what? If- oh, heck yes! Sure and, uh, yeah, we've actually been, uh, 
had a been ha- the, the, some people, Tiger Club had a meet there a couple of years ago, and it's just it attracts so many people. Not only because of the museum, but the central location. You know, from Dayton, you get people from Chicago and Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and, and up from the south. I mean, it's just a great location. It really is. No, it, it is a great location there, and actually, we've been discussing it. Um, our intrepid uh, editor of the AACA magazine, Antique Automobile, Mr. West Peterson, is uh, from Dayton and lives or lives in Dayton. You know, so you know, we'll just all crash at Peterson's house and we'll have an AACA event in Dayton. That's what we need to do. Yeah, we really do. I mean, it's only like an hour and a half from Indianapolis. I mean. It's such a great central location. That's why I know through the years, whenever they have car shows in Ohio, they're usually the largest national meets because of their location. You know, it's not that remote. A lot of people could get to it east, west, south. Even, you know, people from Canada could come down. It's a really easy drive. And, of course, you know, Detroit is only like, you know, a couple hours away, two hours. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to be fun. But uh, so what's on the docket today? What do you want to uh, chat about? Well, you know, <laughs> you know me, I'm going to take a sidebar. But, you know, thinking about Dayton, you know, and, and you're right, the Air Force Museum, it's one of the top five, I think, museums in the whole country, right up there with the Henry Ford and Smithsonian and, and some of the others, a great place. What I remember most about Dayton is coming through there, I don't know, about eight years ago in a 72 Ford LTD coupe. Uh, rolling at about, trying to keep up with traffic at about 75 miles an hour and having a blowout on the right front tire. Talk Ooh. about exciting. Whoa, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I fun. mean, it was bumper to bumper, bumper to bumper traffic, 75 miles an hour, and bam! Oh, I thought I was done for. Um, the, uh, you know, I had those really heavy turbine uh, hubcaps on it when that thing blew one of those hubcaps, the right front hubcap came off right after the tire blew and that thing shot across it hit the wall so hard it, it bent it in about three inches just wow a scary thing yeah scary scary so well on the on the docket today so i want you to talk a little bit about the latest issue of crankshaft we really haven't talked about crankshaft lately and i just want to tell everybody look you know yeah richard and i are friends i love the magazine but, you know, independent publishing and correct information is so important. You know, I read a lot of uh, online articles as well as printed materials. And without question, especially the online material, a lot of it is wrong. It is just absolutely factually incorrect. I, I'm shocked at reading this stuff. And I'm like, who are these people? Why are they writing this? Because it is—it's all wrong, and you can it, go through a yeah. short article, find five or six mistakes in it. It's crazy. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of people, and this happened when I worked at Hemming. You know, we hired some new guys, and I'm reading stuff, and I'm going, "This is totally wrong. Where'd you get this?" Oh, I got it on Wikipedia. No, no, <laughs> no. That is the last source of information you ever want to use because Wikipedia is just information that is written by any Joe in the world. And there's no fact checkers there, and they put down things that is just wrong. I mean, it's amazing what's out there. So when uh, we write stories for Crankshaft, uh, we go to factory literature. We do not go to Wikipedia at all. 
you know, I mean, I have a vast automotive library of several thousand books, so I have a lot of good research material. And, uh, you know, uh, you just got to get your facts right. And uh, we also have it double-checked many times with, uh, you know, experts in the field. And then we have the grammar checked by three different people. And still, you know, uh, a grammatical error comes through or a mistake comes through. You just can't help it because when you, when you think about it in a magazine, any magazine, there are literally hundreds of thousands of facts that you're bound to get one something wrong, you know. But we really do try our best with Crankshaft. Uh, the latest issue came out two weeks ago, issue number four. And, you know, I'll admit I'm a little disappointed in the production quality. It wasn't on our end. The printer printed it a little too dark, and I'm very dissatisfied with that. So now I'm trying to find a replacement printer. And, uh... Because uh, you know, if people are paying you know twelve ninety five an issue, it, it really really needs to be on the money. It has to be the best it can be. But uh, you know, we'll take care of that. Uh, it's a minor issue, but uh, yeah, um, I got another letter yesterday from someone who uh, said that they've been buying car magazines their whole life, and he's well into his seventies, and he said this is you know the best automotive magazine I've ever read. Keep it going. Thank you. Thank you for your efforts, and, you know, we get that a lot. So I'm really proud of the fact that uh, I got a great team of people who are uh, creating the magazine and the, you know, uh, first special break. covers that are created by Joe Pep. So, uh, yeah, it's a blast to do. Are we coming up on coming a break? Coming up on a break. We're coming up on a break. a break. All right, folks, see you in a bit. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor Stacey Abrams wants to be our next governor, but listen to what she had to say about Georgia. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. Abrams will destroy Georgia with her socialist policies. Vote for Brian Kemp. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. All right, folks, we're back. 
So, uh, you know, I got the latest issue in my uh, hands at the moment, and, um, you know, I'm looking at it. And, you know, I will just tell you this. I, I see what you're saying when you say that the images are a little bit dark. But you know what? It's like most things. You notice it because you critique every bit of the magazine from stem to stern, every piece of it. To me, I'm looking at it. I don't really notice it that much. I only notice it if you mention it. So, I mean, you know, I I know you want it to be absolutely the best it can possibly be, and it just goes to show how discriminating you are in trying to put out a a quality magazine and quality product because, um, you know, it's it's really nice. Um, And, you know, I'll tell you, the nice thing about it, too, is the variety. I mean, you've got everything in there from 57 BMWs, Alpha Romeos to 55 DeSoto sedans, four-door sedans even. Yeah, the, I, I I love four-door sedans, and you know you look at all other car magazines, even the ones from Europe, and everybody goes to the same old, you know, got to be a hard top two-door, it's got to be a convertible, it has to be a high-end car, and if it's not a high-end car, then you know it's got to be a '67 Mustang, '69 Camaro, '70 Chevelle that the same stuff over and over again and I really try to search out uh, cars that uh, I haven't seen in magazines for years if not decades. In fact I just got back from Ohio uh, a few weeks ago. I went up there and I photographed a uh, Hino and Hino was a Japanese make that was definitely bought over by later bought over by uh, Toyota and Hino was known for their commercial trucks and they built this beautiful little uh, sedan. And uh, that's going to be, uh, you know, an interesting feature. I went up there just to photograph that car because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm willing to drive, you know, the uh, 12 hours back and forth just to get something different in the magazine. And uh, also in this issue, we have a, 50, uh, a 56 Lincoln Premier convertible in the beautiful lavender color called Wisteria. In fact, I was up last night till 1.30 in the morning writing that story. And uh, let me see what else we have. Oh, we have a 1930 Franklin Airman uh, sedan. That is an absolutely stunning automobile. I just love Franklin, you know. They they had, you know, they just out-of-the-box thinking with their air-cooled engines. So we have some really good variety coming up in issue five. And uh, I think everybody's going to like it. I really do. No, it, 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 it is outstanding, and I know at times you're so humble, you're reluctant to uh, talk about it a lot on the show, and that's why I really wanted to, you know, make a point of it, because anybody that really enjoys automotive history, um, and you enjoy quality and accuracy, you're going to love Crankshaft, and it, it's, a, it's a hell of a deal what you're getting and all the stories uh, I was looking at I told a friend of mine he's got to get the magazine um, he has a 85 Toyota um, GTS convertible um, you know and you've got a got an article on one you know where else are you going to find an article on a 85 Toyota GTS you know yeah and that's it's, all original including paint 
So uh, that was fun. I even got to drive that car. So uh, that was interesting. But, uh, you know, the, the only downside with, you know, uh, being a, a one-man show and, and getting this thing off the ground without having big bucks is like we just got hit with another 6% postage increase last Sunday. So, you know, we charged $3 to ship each issue, but it's costing me $5.18. So I'm trying to pass along, you know, and make it as affordable as possible to people, even if I lose money on it. But I really wanted to, you know, to build up circulation. So that's what we're doing. And if you're interested in the magazine, you don't have to subscribe. You can just get a sample copy, one issue, and go to crankshaftmagazine.com. Yeah, crankshaftmagazine.com. And you know what? Don't I'm telling you, don't just buy one issue. Just go ahead, take the whole enchilada, and get the subscription for a full four issues and be done with it because Tom I'm glad you didn't say take the whole taco <laughs> no that doesn't seem to be going over well these days <laughs> of course yeah, I could just funny. go refer to refer to Richard as a salami or something I guess I don't know <laughs> <laughs> <Brojuta>. <laughs> Exactly. I love brojuta <laughs> bada bing bada boom <laughs> so, the uh, we you know we were uh, talking last week about batteries and you know most of us with antique cars we're not driving them every day if we're really lucky we get to drive them once or twice a week but most of us sadly are in the position where we're you know our cars are probably dormant for at least three four five months out of the year depending upon what part of the country we're living in because nobody wants to be out in the winter time because the dreaded salt chemicals that get out there on the on the road um, during the winter winter months but you know the as you know richard and i have often said you know you need to check brakes and this and that and the other thing but the other sort of overlooked maybe you know abused part of your car is the battery and there are a couple of ways to really kill a battery quickly two ways really let it discharge all the way uh, and because when you every time you discharge a battery all the way down and then you recharge it it takes its toll on the internal workings of the battery and eventually it'll wear out it'll fail it'll you know no longer maintain sufficient charge to start your vehicle it'll leave you stranded somewhere and you, so what would you use you know battery main, maintainers are really popular uh, with most hobbyists but not all I'd say probably 50% of my friends they just park their car at the end of the season, it sits in there for four or five months, and then they go back out in springtime and hit the key and, and hope it starts. And if it doesn't, they uh, wheel over one of these uh, chargers that has a start function on it that throws about a 100-plus amps uh, into the system to start the car. And while it, all that's happening, even though it's for a short period of time, it's it's boiling the heck out of your battery and uh, throwing a lot of juice to it. The amperage is really dangerous to the battery that much, much of it. And, uh, you know, they fire it up. But if you use a maintainer, um, 
you're going to maintain the level of the charge in that battery and therefore extend its life. And there are a couple out there. I know everybody is familiar, probably the most familiar uh, one is ba- battery tender. Yep. I have battery tender. Um, I'm sure you do too, Richard. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any uh, battery, uh, you know, little tenders and trickle charges. What I do is uh, come, you know, when it starts getting cool out, I take my batteries out of the cars and I put them inside the house where it's warm. And that's put a little to make blanket them last around. Long time. I put a little put blanket, a little, blanket, blanket little pillow. I put a little yeah, pillow yeah, on yeah. the negative and positive terminals, and they go to sleep yeah. for a few months. Then in the springtime, I bring them outside, and boom, <laughs> they work perfect. Yeah, yeah, boom. The, uh, so I'm just here to tell you, if you use a good maintainer, it'll they will last so much longer. I've, there, I, the battery in my 30 Chevrolet has lasted, gosh, seven years. And I really credit that to having a battery maintainer. But I don't use battery tender. I think battery tender is older technology. That's my opinion. Yep. But I do use NOCO Genius and NOCO. Uh, the NOCO Genius, they have a wide variety of model, wide variety of models to choose from. And I went with the mid-grade, if you will. Um, it has a, a cycle on there that is a repair cycle as well. And what that's designed to do uh, in uh, what are called acid-flooded, uh, lead-acid-flooded batteries, which is mostly what we use in the older cars um, if we're using an authentic-looking uh, battery but or a reproduction battery. But um, it actually... Uh, varies the charging rate and sends these little pulses to the battery to help get some of the sulfation off the plates and drop it into the bottom of the battery. It actually lasts longer. Um, I've actually rejuvenated batteries using that repair cycle on the uh, NOCO Genius um, and how much battery are they? maintainer. Uh, I paid 79 bucks for mine. Whoa, $79. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but, I know, I know. Boy, you know, man, you're that's so much money. Gra- gra- grabbing your wallet, I know. <laughs> never let it, I, you know, you're not cheap, though. Never, never. I'm not worried about you being cheap. But, you know, yeah, no, I, I put out for it. Cause I, you know, it, I've got a number of cars, and um, you know, it's really been helpful to me. Um, the, uh, the other way that damage their battery is to overcharge it, as we were saying, you know, to use those uh, jump starters that provide, you know, not not the battery packs that you that you carry, but like a Schumacher charger on wheels that has like a 200 amp uh, switch yep. on it for starting only. You know, it just does, and if you, you know, uh, and even if your uh, battery is being charged at, you know, 20 amps or, or to 40 amps, depending on your charger. If you feel the sides of the battery after it's been charging like that, it's hot. Hot. Um, but it's hot. It, yeah. Um, and it, it warps the plates and creates a problem. Now, there are a couple different kinds of batteries. Um, you've got what are called VRLA batteries, which are valve-regulated lead-acid batteries. And then you've got 
great time. Uh, I think it's time for a break. Time goes by quick. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. Okay, so we were we were talking batteries, and uh, we were talking about the fact that there are two types of batteries, the BRLA uh, battery or valve-regulated battery, and and the flooded lead-acid battery, which is what most of us in the antique car hobby are most familiar with, because that's the old, old technology uh, where you know you've got to periodically pop off the battery um, with uh, water occasionally um, as it evaporates and boils off, um, and then there valve-regulated lead-acid batteries are batteries uh, such as the AGM battery or gel battery. And AGM stands for absorbent glass matte battery, and it has the electrolyte. It wicks it up um, onto the plates, basically, um, through a special small fiber glass mat, and uh, it's Warps the electrolytes between the plates, and then there's the gel battery, which uh, is similar, but it is actually uh, the electrolytes are mixed with a special silica solution that kind of forms a gel or or pasty uh, material. Um, on newer applications, if you're going to be using your car uh, for 
a daily driver, you're not going to the show and you don't need to have that reproduction battery in there because you don't want to lose points when it comes time for judging. Uh, but if you're using just a uh, regular everyday battery, um, I would go with an AGM battery. Um, they are they are sealed. Um, you don't add water to them. And they, they last longer and they provide really good starting power. Um, they'll take a quick load uh, much better up front when you're starting. So they're much better at starting than, say, the gel battery is. The gel battery is more of a, a deep cycle or slow discharge uh, type, type of battery. Um, you can also get uh, lithium-ion batteries for cars and I've never used one. I've read on them and at this stage of the game, one, they're a lot more expensive than the AGM batteries. They're also more susceptible to heat. Also have more issues related to um, charging regulation and so forth. And sadly, as we've seen with a few Teslas and I know my uh, electric vehicle friends will be using my name in vain. But, uh, you know, those batteries, they are susceptible occasionally to fire, as many of us have seen. And uh, so you don't want a lithium-ion battery at all possible blazing under the hood of your classic because, you know, that's going to be it. Boom. Gone. You know, so gone. Anyway, <laughs> gone. So for me, What about the Optima batteries? The what, what makes are, those so special? Well, People they're they're powerful. Yeah, they're a, a, an AGM battery, um, spiral. What they call spiral cell technology, which is you know how the uh, plate is constructed in there, um, and they work well. But from everyone I've talked to and. Everybody I've talked to that uses those, they last a long time, but you do need to keep them maintained. In other words, keep them charged, keep a trickle charger on them. Uh, oh, to make okay. sure that now they'll lose their, you know, one advantage of these uh, AGM batteries is that they lose their charge more slowly if they're just sitting. That's a plus, um, as well as the starting uh, amperage that they provide without flattening the battery make you go flat, but, um, you know, they're pretty sturdy, they take a lot of abuse, but everybody has said, if you let them go completely dead, that it really shortens the lifespan of them. Now, it does for every every type of battery across the board. If you let them go dead, it shortens their lifespan. Um, definitely the, the Optima is a, a, a good battery, a premium battery. They they last a long time. Me, I've just been happy with the AGM batteries. Now, the one time I did, one difference there is you now the 6-volt Optima Red Top batteries um, are fairly small. And yeah, if you want a little extra Security. Um, two of those will fit in the space of a normal six-volt lead-acid flooded battery, and you know it doesn't hurt. You know you can use 
one battery and not necessarily have to use the other one, but it's right there next to it. If you're out on a tour, you're driving somewhere, you just get a wild hair and you want to go driving through the country like you do all the time, um, you know, and you have a issue, charging issue, you get a voltage regulator that goes out, something happens, something sticks, rush, failure in the generator, you lose a belt or what have you, and your battery starts to go dead. Um, we've all been there. We all know that feeling. You know, you turn off everything and hope that you got enough juice to get back home. Um, but with that, you know, you can just swap off. Once the battery starts to get a little low, you swap off to the other one. And uh, so I have done that um, in the uh, six-volt uh, cars. Use two of uh, the uh, Optima Red Tops. So. Yeah, too bad you can't use a bunch of double A's, man. You'll save a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? You got the yeah. them a Walmart, 12 bucks or a 20-pack. Line them up in series by the thing. Boom, start the car once, they explode. <laughs> you were like Mr. Thrifty today. Man, you were just like cheap, 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 cheap. What? I, I um, gotta save the money for the next issue of Crankshaft. Who's gonna pay for the bridge? There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. What well, with inflation, uh, by the time uh, yeah. you know it goes to print the next month, uh, you're gonna be uh, what uh, double double the charge again on uh, on printing and shipping and everything else. It's crazy out there right now. Um, yeah, especially paper. You know, hey, you know why there's a paper shortage? It's not that no. there's a paper shortage. It's just that all the paper is being used to manufacture cardboard boxes for Amazon. And when we oh no kidding, when you think about it, yeah, I mean Amazon is all over the world. Of course, we all know that. And you see those trucks, and what are they always delivering? Cardboard boxes, and that's where all the manufacturing going. That's where all the pulp is going to make boxes now. So uh, yeah. So it is an issue, but uh, so when you go into an auto parts store, let's say, you know, at Vans, O'Reilly's, whatever, uh, you go to the guy and say, hey, you got any AGM batteries, or is an AGM just a regular off-the-shelf type battery? Most of the batteries that you're going to buy off-the-shelf that are, you know, in the mid-price range are going to be AGM. Yep. Battery okay, absorbent, yeah. which, which stands for absorbent glass mat. Um, and you know, the one thing people need to do, and I'm glad you asked me that question, just simply because, you know, generally speaking, most of us, not all of us, but certainly a lot of us, walk in and we want a battery. And you know, we tell the guy what kind of car we have, and the guy says, Ah, well, you need this one. Um, and you buy that one and you put it in your car. It's a good idea, good idea to ask about your battery, and it's an even better idea to go online and go to your battery manufacturer's website and look up what the recommendations are for charging. Um, and this is something else to bring up. You know, car people, some of us tend to be cheap. Right, Richard? <laughs> so, let me you know, you they might... Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so, you might when have... My, when, I, <laughs> when I had my, G, my Triumph GT6, I went to go to this local store, the Napa, and get a battery, and they wanted 110 bucks. I said, screw that. So, I went to uh, Tractor Supply, and I bought a $25, it was $24.50 for a lawn tractor. That thing lasted four years. 
and it started yeah. the GC6, and that's a six-cylinder engine every time. So, look how much money I saved, my friend. I'm telling oh, you. Thank, thank God that was the exception. Your car was the exception rather than the rule, and you weren't cranking on it for very long because the, the reserve power on those tractor batteries is like nil compared to everything else. Yeah, twenty four fifty. I scored, but you can't crank over a caddy engine or you know a big Mopar or a big block Chevy. You can't. So uh, <laughs> you can get away with it. With it, no. If you have a Crosley, you can probably get away with a dry cell. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. So yeah, when you when you go in, ask about your battery, and then go on the manufacturer's website and look at it. And when I was talking about people being cheap, you know, a lot of my friends have battery chargers that their Uncle Elmo passed down to them, and it was bought in like 1961 at the Western Auto down on Main Street, and those chargers are great for the old-style flooded batteries, but newer batteries require different charging rates, etc., different amperage, blah, 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 and so you'll want to make sure that the battery charger that you're using is compatible with the battery that you bought. And the newer ones have settings for, you know, uh, regular standard flooded battery um, and AGM battery, etc. Um, on the newer chargers. So if you're using an old charger and you're using it on an AGM battery, you're probably doing damage to your battery by doing it. So look it up educate yourself and make sure of what you've got because otherwise you'll have an issue now if you if you're in a position where you're really not sure don't use anything but a 1 to 10 amp charge charge rate anything over 10 amps if you're not sure of what you're doing or what kind of battery you've got etc don't do it um Day, the, the less amperage and the longer the time period you have to char- recharge your battery or maintain it, that's the best way to go because less amperage means less heat and less damage to your battery. Um, and so, you know what else is important? And I do this twice a year. I uh-oh. take off the uh, battery cables and I use a battery uh, terminal cleaner. You you know, it has a built-in wire brush on the female end, and you just twirl it around on the battery terminals so they're nice and shiny. You got to get all that, you know, uh, white crud off that, that accumulates after a while. And then you use the male end, and you clean the inside of the, uh, um, you know, battery cables. And then I put a light coating of dielectric grease on the battery terminals, and then I put them back on, making sure that the... Uh, fasteners are not rusty and I, I have usually you know stainless steel fasteners so they don't rust and they're nice and tight and you put them back on because you got to have a solid connection you know you could have the best battery in the world but if you have all corrosion on your battery cables uh, you got to change the cables or you got to clean them and uh, you got to make sure that the negative ground cable is securely fastened to the chassis or the engine block wherever it may go. So the cables are equally important as the battery itself. So you got to maintain those as well. Dielectric grease, it, it, it works the treat. It's fantastic. Last break. Great stuff. Sounds like we're on a break. Okay. 
Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. All right, Uh-oh. we're back. Yeah. Lucky, lucky you. Wow. <laughs> so, anyhow, we're talking about batteries and and chargers and so on and so forth and one thing I want to throw in and and I can't say this enough particularly anybody with a 6 volt system all you ever hear from people is you know I've got to switch over to 12 volt i got to switch over to 12 volt and most often they're saying I want to switch over to 12 volt because it's better starting and so on and so forth the truth of the matter is one of the biggest problems with 6 volt systems is people change out battery cables and they go with the wrong gauge cable. They go with a light duty gauge cable that are used on modern cars where the original cables on your 6 volt were generally like 0 gauge or aught or double aught gauge. Really thick, heavy, thick heavy thick cables. And that's to carry more amperage. You know, the, you know, the larger the cable, the less the resistance, the more amps it'll carry, and uh, gives you better starting power. The other part of it is, is you know, they never check the grounding strap where it's connected. You know, you get corrosion, just like on your battery terminals, like you were saying. You get corrosion between the terminals and the uh, uh, battery clamp, and you get resistance and then your bad car doesn't start. The same thing's true for your car. If you don't check your ground uh, cables to make sure that where they hook to the chassis or to the engine or whatever they're connected to, that it's got a clean connection. 
people just let that go and don't change it or check it or clean it. And so it makes a big difference. If you clean all your ground points, you have all your grounding straps in place, too. Sometimes over the years, you know, grounding straps that go from the engine to the chassis, people lose them or they come loose, they throw them away, they don't think they need them. Uh, it, make sure you've got all of those in place and go with the proper gauge cable. If you do, and you have a six-wheel car, it's going to start. I mean, folks, you know, most of uh, most of the cars produced prior to 1953 were all six volt, and everybody drove everywhere they needed to go on six volts. Right, it was never an issue. So, yeah, you're right. So, yeah. Uh, so, pick of the week this week. Um, Fabulous. Oh, my God. You really scored with this one. Wow. I I can't believe the deals in, in Virginia. What is it with that well, state? There's so many wonderful deals. I mean, we shouldn't tell people because, you know, people are going to be flocking there, you know, to buy these cars <laughs> out from under our feet. Cheap. Cheap. But, oh, my God. Fantastic. The, uh, so, you know, this one actually is in uh, uh, one we really like it's actually in Georgia it's a 73 Eldorado convertible and blue. it's blue beautiful blue wow. yeah, it is uh, blue on blue um, and low mileage according to the owner 22,000 mile car and it may well be a 22,000 mile car judging from the condition of the interior it really looks good of course you'd want to get you know documentation of that if they have you know inspection receipts etc etc but generally speaking you can look at the wear and tear on the driver's seat the brake pedal um yep. you know the heel pad down on the carpet etc and, and really get some idea of whether it's 120 or 20 but it, it looks i mean am i right it looked like a twenty thousand mile car yeah um, i mean it you know door gaps are good i mean the only thing I saw was the uh, driver's side, the uh, rear wheel spat, I guess you call it, the little cover. Uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, on right. It was, but, you know, that could be a minor adjustment. But all the door gaps, everything looked nice and straight. And uh, no rips in the interior. And such a bargain for a price. I mean, $6,000. bucks. Yeah, that was $7,000. Right. And how long the thing's been up for sale? Do you know? Because let's face it, the car's been up for sale for like three weeks. You go there, you offer him three grand. You know, it's been up for sale for three weeks. Nobody wants his heat. You know what I'm saying? It's a big barge, especially with gas prices today. Who's going to want a car with ten miles a gallon? I give you three grand, pal. Cash. Take it or leave. <laughs> he may take it. You never know. It's true. Right. Right now, uh, the psychological. Uh, effect is in your favor for buying a big old Cadillac. Uh, this thing, it's you know, the '73 Eldorado had a 27 gallon gas tank. Oy. I mean, yeah. wow. <laughs> so you know, that's easily over a hundred clams in today's uh, situation. So, you know, was that 500 cubic inch engine? Yeah, 8.2 liter, the, yeah. the largest engine produ- to, to power a production car, period. Um, yeah, Mack trucks have smaller engines. I know. 
But, uh, you know, even if the guy doesn't want to budge, you give him the seven grand, that's still a great deal. It really is. Convertible top down. You could put six friends in there. Go to Hershey. You got a trunk that you can fill up with transmissions, all kinds of parts. And you won't have to, you know, rent a truck to bring your parts home. And you can drive in style. Great car. I love it. That's a great, great looking car. Uh, even though, you know, by 73, they were sort of smogged down. It, it, it's interesting because the, uh, the gross horsepower rating for that, uh, 500 cubic inch monster was, uh, fairly low, uh, 365 horses, but the net, which is what everybody was going by at the time, was only 235 horsepower out of 500 cubic inches. Um, yeah, and but like you said, a net rating, not gross. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, gross rating being, you know, on, both are on, on a stand, but the gross rating, you know, absolute optimal conditions, you know, no exhaust restrictions, et cetera, et cetera, no accessories, and so on and so forth. And manufacturers used to use the gross rating, and they grossly abused the gross rating because, you know, they, they would but, you inflate know, it. Yep, they, they, they did. Uh, but more importantly, that thing has over 450 pounds of torque, and that's what you need with a heavy car. So, uh, yeah, those things are torque monsters, you know. That's a good deal. I think you should go buy it now, today. Hey, go. I'll tell you, I, 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 if I had room in the garage, I'm being serious. If I had room in the garage, I would be on my way. You know, where are you going to, if the guy's asking seven, you know you're going to be able to get it for six or oh, sixty-five. You know, right. and where are you going to find an, an iconic car like '73 Cadillac Eldorado convertible to tool around town in with what's advertised to be 20,000 original miles on it? You know, I mean, that's a heck of a lot of car for the money. I'm just totally blown away by it. Um, I think it's a great deal. You know, there there are a lot of good deals to be had out there. People make the, as you know, uh, a generalization. People who are not in the hobby that. You know, you've got to be John D. Rockefeller in order to participate in the not antique true. car hobby. Right, not no. true. It's not. Know, if you want a Mercedes Gullwing, yeah, you do. But how many people want those high-end cars? And you know, I mean, okay, a lot of us do. But, uh, you know, there's not many <laughs> of them around. Who could afford them? You know, $10 million or a million and a half for a Gullwing. And, you know, you don't need to spend big bucks like that to have fun, you know? You could have fun with, uh, like, the Buick we got it with that we saw for six grand. And that only had, like, you know, 60,000 miles on it. So there's a lot of cool cars from the 70s and 80s that will give you tons of pleasure to drive, have a lot of fun, and weigh under 10 grand. So you just oh, got to yeah. do your homework. Yep. I mean, I agree. You know, if you look long enough, you're going to find something that you like and find a deal. The key to it is patience. Uh, something I'm not, I've never been very good at. It is patience. Um, but if you watch, wait, look, inspect, all of those things, you can find great, great deals out there. Stop and think about it. Again, I'll go back to, you know, as you were saying, like the Buick Riata that we found that was $6,000 uh, with low mileage, the, this Eldorado, 
73 convertible for probably six grand if you bargain with them a little bit. Compare that to what new car prices are today. Uh, you know, and don't even talk about new truck prices for crying out loud. A, a decent tow vehicle, uh, truck tow vehicle these days is going to cost you $65,000 or more. It's crazy. It's crazy. And so when you think about it, everybody's thinking, gosh, you got to have so much money to have an antique car. Uh-uh. It's cheap if you look at the right thing. Right, Richard? Yeah. You know, we, I mean, and... Cheap uh, cars are good. Cheap cars are good. And uh, like I said, look at a lot of 80s stuff. You know, a lot of people think they have a bad rap, but uh, there's a lot of good value for the money because, you know, they have disc brakes and they handle better. And and let's face it, you just don't see many cars from the 80s anymore uh, driving around or, or even the early 90s. You know, there was some interesting cars. Uh, so a Monte Carlo SS, you know, I, I, I love those things like an 84, but even those are starting to go up, but they're still affordable. You can still find them for, you know, under, under 15 grand in great shape. So, uh, True. You know, yeah, and, and don't forget, we got Hershey coming up in October with the car corral. There's like 11, 1,200 cars. 30 sale. seconds to go. A lot of them are overpriced, yes, but you just deal, negotiate, you get them down. Get them down. So, hey, there's bargains out there, folks. Just keep looking for them. We're going to post the Eldo later. If you need to contact us or you have any suggestions, thoughts, etc., you can contact us easily uh, by writing to us at gm gm at americaswebradio.com and uh, we'd be glad to hear from you and uh, look get off the couch get in the garage do something do something I'm heading out to Townsend, Tennessee I'm going to go to a car show want to have fun today folks you do the same be safe stay well and work on your cause have fun you're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.